So we're, we're happy to be here today. We are um, talking about the three elements of self-compassion. And Kristen Neff, a PhD, developed these elements of self-compassion. There's lots of research um, to back these up. And many of us are familiar with the benefits of mindfulness. But self-compassion, I like to explain it as like a new and improved version of mindfulness, like mindfulness 2.0 or something. Because mindfulness is one of the, the elements, um, but there are two more. And if you combine all of these together, there are just the, the benefits of practicing mindfulness on its own are great, but self-compassion practice is even better. Hey everybody, it's Candace and Becky for Mindful Art Company. Hey guys. And you're listening to Common Kindness, a mindfulness podcast for finding your friendly inner voice. We talk about the real art and science of self-compassion and help you make kindness more common in your life, starting with yourself exactly where you're at. So you guys, this is the last episode of season one. We've made it through an entire season. We've shared 12 episodes that have given you an introduction to self-compassion. And hopefully you know what it is, you know what it is not, and you can apply it to your life. Um, our future episodes are gonna dive deeper into the three elements of self-compassion. And so we wanna go over those today and give you a brief preview of what those are and why they're important to self-compassion and to all of us, all of us that are listening. So I think what Candace and I are hoping is that the more that you hear these steps, the more you're gonna like recognize it in your own life and go, oh yeah, oh, now I'm, now I'm recognizing, I'm practicing mindfulness, I'm practicing common humanity, I'm practicing this, and then you're recognizing it. The more that you recognize it in your life, the better you'll be able to actually run through these elements and have them help you. Right. And I love the, I love the, the pillar aspect of it. I'm kind of picturing like one of those three-legged stools because there's three elements of self-compassion, right? And if you take away one of those, then the stool is off balance, right? Yes. And so that. that's a really good example. Yeah. So, so we just want to create this balanced way of, of being kind to yourself. Right. So I've had this stomach ache for the last three days that has really been bugging me. And we've had a lot going on. We've, we've had a ton going on with our kids and I, you know, just a lot of stuff has been happening and I haven't had a lot of time to stop and kind of just observe what's happening in my life. It's one of those times that I've just continued to move through things. So I've had this stomach ache and I've thought, oh, maybe I've drank too much caffeine or maybe I've had too much Advil or, you know, it kind of feels like a, a little bit like a, an ulcer kind of stomach ache. And so this morning I was just laying in bed and thinking about the stomach ache and how it had been hurting and just sort of becoming mindful of the stomach ache, not necessarily getting caught up in the pain or becoming over-identified with the pain, but just be, being mindful of what the pain was. It was different than the flu. You know, if you have a stomach ache with the flu, it feels like you're going to throw up. I didn't, I didn't feel like I wanted to throw up. I just, it just hurt. And so I thought about where it hurt and I thought about 
you know, just kind of letting go, relaxing it, if that helped it to feel better. And the longer I sat with it, the more I realized, oh, I am stressed out. This is a stressed out stomach ache. I haven't had one of those for a while. And that's what this is. And so I just, I had, I just noticed it without judgment and without over-identifying. So when you over-identify, what happens is you get carried away by some storyline of what could be happening in your life. So if I over-identified with the stomach ache, maybe I would say something like, oh, if I keep having this stomach ache, then how am I going to keep going on with my day? Or why in the world do you have a stomach ache? You've done everything you can to not have a stomach ache. You've eaten healthy. You've done, you know, either you're worrying or you are ruminating if you're over-identifying. And I did not do that with this. I just was present with it, with kindness. So that's the first element. It's this mindfulness versus over-identification. And then as I sat a little bit longer with it, I thought about people in my family. I actually thought about Candace and what's going on in her life. And I thought about my sisters and I thought about my kids and my mom. And I thought, you know, they know what it's like to have a stomachache like this. They all have stress, stressful situations right now. I used to get a, Becky, I used to get a stomachache like this all the time before basketball games. Yeah. Yeah. When you were in high school. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. Everybody knows what this stressed out stomach ache feels like. And so I took myself into a common humanity mindset as opposed to an isolation. So if I was isolating myself, I would think that it was wrong for me to have this stomach ache. I shouldn't have this stomach ache. I'm the only one that's experiencing a stomach ache like this. And I need to get over it. Or I would just let myself sink into it and not be able to move through it. But that's what isolation does versus this common humanity that we're all in this together. Everybody knows what this stressed out stomach feels like. I'm not alone in feeling this. Right. And I think another big thing with isolation is just that feeling of shame. Like if you can, if you you know, sometimes we feel shame about the way that we're feeling like, oh, I have a stomach ache. Like in my case with the basketball game, like I, I can't, like I, sh- I shouldn't have a stomach ache. I've done this a million times. I've done a million basketball games and I shouldn't be feeling this way. And so instead I could say, you know what? I bet lots of other people are also having the same stomach ache that are about to play basketball. Yes. So that's one thing that I've noticed too with common humanity is it's a really good way of, um, like beating the shame, I guess. Yes. Yes. Because we all feel the shame of whatever it is that we're experiencing. Right. So that second pillar is common humanity versus isolation. Right. So then at that moment, I felt like I could move into the third element, which is self-kindness. And so I sat with it and thought, you know, what can I do to help myself with this stomach? this, this painful stomach today. Well, I can eat, I can, you know, not drink caffeine because maybe caffeine has caused a little bit of it. I can eat healthier. I can eat the things that are going to be gentler on my stomach. 
And I always know that if I meditate, especially with um, a loving kindness meditation, that really helps to lower my stress. And I also know that when I do yoga, my stress is lowered. So I got up a little bit earlier than I normally do. And I went up and I did my yoga and I did my meditation and I said my prayers and I did all the things that helped me to be able to feel more present with my life and be able to feel like, okay, things are going to be okay. And then I, I just comforted myself and said, today, you know, you have this stomach ache and you've had it for three days and, and, and just maybe, may I be kind to myself today? May I treat myself well? May I let myself have the things that I need to feel better? And sure enough, I don't feel the stomach ache right now. Even as we're talking, I, I feel much better instead of having the judgment. So the third pillar is this self-kindness versus judgment. So if I'm judging myself, I'm saying I shouldn't have the stomach ache. I should just keep moving. I should ignore it. I should shove it aside and not acknowledge it, but just, you know, keep going because you need to, you know, I don't know. What am I trying to say, Candace? Well, I think you're trying to say that the judgmental voice, you know, instead of the self-kindness voice is more likely to blame you for what's happened instead of just, I do have a stomach ache and, and that's okay. And we, you know, we can't heal ourselves if we're constantly getting mad at ourselves. Right. 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 And this one is really this self-kindness versus judgment. This is a really important one. I mean, all three are super important, but the whole idea of self-compassion is that we want to treat ourselves like we would a good friend. So if you were to call me Candace and say, oh, I have a stomach ache today. Mm-hmm. How would I treat you? Would I say, well, just get over it. What's your problem? How come you have a stomach ache? You always, it always seems like you have a stomach ache. You always have a stomach ache, whatever. I have a stomach ache too. You had the same stomach ache yesterday. Aren't you over it by now? Yeah. <laughs> Look, we're yeah. so good at the judgmental voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> But instead, I mean, what would I say? I would say, oh, I'm sorry. That's, that's terrible. I wonder. Yeah, you should rest. Yeah. What can I, like, what do you need today to take yeah. a load off? Yeah. What can I do to help you? Mm-hmm. And that's the whole idea is asking yourself, what can I do to help myself today? What can I do to help me through the suffering? Right. And so when we're thinking about these three elements of self-compassion, you know, we have the mindfulness, common humanity, and self-kindness. And as Becky was talking about, it seems a little bit small, right? It's a stomach ache, but we got to start somewhere, right? And, and I feel like the more that, that you can recognize your, your, the suffering in yourself and kind of get a handle on it, then the more likely you are to be able to spread that kindness other places. Like I'm thinking of myself with my broken arm and it's like, yeah, I'm a much crankier person at the end of the day. And sometimes I have to remind myself, oh, it's because my arm hurts all the time. Right. And so the more we can use these pillars 
and help kind of apply this like ointment of goodness. Like, I don't even know exactly how to say it, but, but we treating ourselves kindly is also in turn spreading that kindness. And yeah, I just found this Rumi quote while we were talking earlier and I love it so much. So it says, let your kindness be like the rain that cares not about whom it falls upon. And I think so much about how we save our kindness for other people. We save these good things about ourselves for other people, but there's no limit to kindness. There's no limit to love. There's no limit to care. This, it is like the rain. And you can just allow it to fall upon others and upon yourself. You don't need to save it up for some time or someone that might need it more than you because it's, there's always an infinite supply of kindness. There's always an infinite supply that can have, have, there's enough for you and there's enough for me and there's enough for the whole world. So In honor of my stomach ache this morning, I want to do a self-kindness meditation. Just a little, a little quick one that you can have with you anytime you need it, just to let it rain upon you, let it rain that kindness upon you at any time that you need it. So if everybody wants to get comfortable now, find a comfortable seat somewhere that you can feel supported that you can feel aware and awake and relaxed all at the same time. And let's just take our attention to our breath and bring our attention inward and let your eyes close. And just feel your breath. Noticing that quality of kindness coming in and letting yourself breathe kindness out to others. So breathing kindness into yourself and then breathing kindness out to others. Maybe even allowing yourself to bring attention to the sounds in the room or any sounds that you might be hearing outside of the room. And now I want you to begin to say kind phrases to yourself and notice how your heart feels softened and feels comforted by the phrases May I be safe. May I be happy. May I be healthy. May I live with ease. May I be safe. Be happy. Be healthy, live with ease. And just let these phrases be your anchor, saying them over to yourself. 
and notice any changes that might be occurring in your heart or in your body. May I be safe, be happy, be healthy, and live with ease. Now, coming back to your breath and noticing your breath again. Noticing if anything is eased in your body, if you've been able to let go of anything in your body or in your heart or in your mind. And coming back to the in and the out breath. then opening your eyes. I have a poem that I want to read and it's called To the Woman Who Is Slowly Fading Away. To the woman who has lost her spark. To the woman whose get up and go has well and truly gone. This is for you. This is to remind you that you don't have to be everything to everyone every day. You didn't sign up for that. Remember when you used to laugh, sing, throw caution to the wind? Remember when you used to forgive yourself more quickly for not always being perfect? You can get that back again. You really can. And it doesn't have to mean letting people down or walking away. It just means being kinder to you, feeling brave enough to say no sometimes, being brave enough to stop sometimes and rest. It starts the moment you realize that you're not quite who you used to be. Some of that is good and some of that is not. There are parts of you that need to be brought back. And if anyone in your life is not okay with that, they are not your people. Your people will be glad to see that spark starting to light up again. So if you have been slowly fading away, my friend, this is the time to start saying yes to the things that bring you joy and no to things that don't. It's really pretty simple. And that is what Candace and I hope for you all, that this self-compassion can bring back that spark, that you can recognize who you are and who you want to be, and hopefully just see it start to come again. Thanks for listening, guys. We've appreciated your friendship and your support. We hope that you have gotten something from this first season of our podcast. And in our next season, we will be talking specifically about mindfulness and how we can incorporate that into our lives, this first pillar of self-compassion. 
And if you guys can't wait for the next season to come out, I highly suggest joining Becky and I and our good friend Ashley as we dive deep into self-compassion. The classes begin in June and registration or enrollment ends at the end of May. So go to mindfulartco.com if you're interested or at mindfulartco on Instagram. And we'd love to have you come and take that class. But we wanna remind you that you really don't need anything at all to make kindness more common in your own life. You can just start right now with yourself exactly where you're at.